Are you struggling to make a podcast? You don't have the content? Well, let me help you. This is THD Country Nerd 252. What I did, I was in the same position, just struggling, didn't know where to go. So I found about the Anchor app. The Anchor app was simple. Download it from the iTunes app or Google Play. That way, our Anchor it allows you to create content, record the podcast, and it easily help you distribute to every podcast platform. Take it from me, easy content. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to D Country Nerd 252 Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about creative frustration. Now, as you saw in game one yesterday between Boston and Milwaukee, Milwaukee held Giannis to 9 for 25, but you know, he had his usual 24-13 and an astounding 12 assists. Y'all, Giannis is an underrated passer. But instead, everybody he left open, like the Bobby Portises of the world, Connaughton, Allen, they was hitting threes. Very LeBron-esque. So it's like Boston did the most effective job they did on Giannis, but everybody else beat them. Now, I don't expect the others to beat them all the time. But if this was a game that Boston needed to win, it should have been this game. See, they should just they should employ what they did for like the Shaqs and LeBron early on. Let Shaq, you need to let Shaq get his 35 and 16, but don't leave him open for Kobe or Derek Fisher, Robert Ori. Just file Shaq and send him to the free throw line besides getting his points and take out the other guys. Or even LeBron. Let LeBron get his 38 and 7. Just don't leave Mike Miller. Ray Allen, don't leave those guys open. Or Kyrie, Richard Jefferson, J.R. Smith, Corver, don't leave those guys open. That's when they'll kill you. Now, I hope Marcus Smart comes back because he's a very important piece because he's Defensive Player of the Year. But I know it's just game one, but who knows what happened. And yes, Middleton was gonna be, is reported to be out for this series. But Boston, they, they, they better win the game or else they're going to get swept. Because they, because the defensive job they did on Kevin Durant, forcing them into bad shots, especially in his sweet spots. But Giannis is a different animal. He, he, he drives to the basket. He can shoot a couple of threes. If you put him on the free throw line in pressure moments, he will make the free throws. Not on a consistent basis, but he will make his free throws in the clutch. So it's like Ime Udoka get the greatest defensive job ever on a high-power offensive team like the Brooklyn Nets. But then what happened? He tried to employ that same defensive strategy. But Milwaukee has a lot of bigs. Giannis, Portis, Brooke Lopez. So even that were to happen, they still have a lot of length to deal with. And they can get punished in the inside. So Ime Doka is a fabulous coach, but he better make some adjustments. Or else Boston will get punished. I like Al Horford. He's a seasoned veteran, but Giannis is too quick for him. I mean, he may have his chances with Brooke Lopez because Brooke Lopez is a little slow. But Bobby Porter is very active and he can hit threes. So Boston is in some trouble. Now let's talk about another 
creative frustration. Let's get with the Warriors and the Grizzlies. Now, the Grizzlies try to employ that same mentality against the Warriors that they get against the Timberwolves. You know, the Timberwolves, they had these double-digit leads, but they shot themselves in the foot, the head, the ass, the stomach, the neck, the pig toe, the pinky toe, wherever you name it. Just technically, Minnesota should won that series, but whatever. So as you saw, Golden State won by one point, 117-116. But you saw what they did. They was going back and forth with leads. But but Memphis made a lot of dumb plays, whereas Golden State made them pay with clutch shots. I mean, Jordan Poole hit a clutch three. Steph Curry hit a three. And Clay Thompson hit a clutch three. Then John Morant took a bad shot and paid him for it. Now, I I think Memphis should feel good about themselves because you only lost by one. And Steph Curry struggled. And Jordan Poole went off. But I'm telling you, they need to figure it out. Because Golden State will punish you making dumb decisions that Minnesota couldn't do because they made dumb decisions themselves. I mean, Golden State doesn't have a big at all. I mean, it should be barbecue chicken. Barbecue chicken. With Adams, Jaron Jackson, Brandon Clark. It should be barbecue chicken. They should be punishing these guys. But instead, they're hitting threes, driving to the lanes, putting on the free throw line. They're just making just dumb, costly plays. So it was like, now Memphis... You are on high alert. Because Desmond can't, Desmond Bang can't be your leading scorer in a seven-game series. Because Steph could get hot at any time. Jordan Poole can get hot at any time. Clay can get hot any time. If Dream My Dream keeps his head on straight, he can he can put his hands up. He's a defensive player of the year. He's smart. Even though he's undersized, he can do a lot of great things. And he also can run points. So it was like Memphis, you better be very careful. And I also think in game one, their youth got exposed. See, it's easy for a young, smart team to beat a dumb young team. But you're going to get seasoned veterans. A team that's won three out of five championships. You got three Hall of Famers. Steph, Clay, Draymond. And you got Steve Kerr, my bad. Who's going to be in the Hall of Fame? He's got championship experience as a player and now as a coach. So he's going to make the right coaching adjustments against Memphis. So if I was Memphis, I'd be play, I'd be very careful, be very smart. Make Jordan Poole uncomfortable. Because obviously he's been their leading scorer. Because you already got Steph struggling for the field, even though he's hitting clutch shots. Clay struggling for the field, even though he's in clutch shots. So they got to make their best player struggle. Because at the end of the day, can Kevon Looney give you 30 and 18 that can offset what Lethal Weapon 3 can give you? No. Can Draymond give you a 30 point triple double? No. I mean, maybe one game. On a consistent 
bases in a seven-game series? No, he can't do that. So, I will say Memphis, watch the tape. Coaching staff, make sure the right position, make the right adjustments. So you can give John Morant easy shots to the basket. Now, let's talk about other creative frustrations. Usual WWE and AEW. Now, AEW was created as the competition for WWE because the wrestlers have a better schedule to their liking and they have more creative freedom. Now, AEW has basically took over WWE's pure wrestling fan base. You know, they could care less about Mike Talk. They just want to see some awesome wrestling, whether it's hardcore or technical wrestling. But it seems like AEW is coming for, coming under some fire. You know, they got the Hardy Boys. But they was on AEW Dynamite and Rampage for a hot minute. Now they're on AEW Dark. You got Keith Lee, who was a big signing. He's barely used. So now it's like you're using all these WWE signees and expecting them to carry AEW to the next level. You fall into the same trap that TNA did. I think that's playing a very dangerous game because you have a very youthful roster. And the way that WWE does, I mean, eventually, you know, Fan Balor may want out. And heck, Rhea Ripley may want out. And Rhea Ripley is just 25 years old. And she can carry the women's division. Can you imagine what she could do in AEW? She could be a major threat to Jay Cargill and a major threat to Britt Baker. So it's like, to me, it seems like AEW is just waiting for big WWE talent to be released, released so they can sign them and like help us carry us. I'm like, you got to rely on their young talent. Yeah, you need experienced veterans to lead them the way, show them the know-how, but you're going to need some young talent. Now, I understand getting Ring of Honor was a huge thing. You know, I see they got Samoa Joe, but Samoa Joe's injury prone. He's been putting on a few good matches, but he's getting older. And like I said, he's very injury prone. So do you trust that? I mean, even let's go back to Keith Lee. Keith Lee is good. He's a great talent, but he's not as dominant as he was in NXT. I don't see the same energy. I don't see the same confidence or nothing. It looked like Keith Lee's gained a little more weight than he did in when he was in NXT. But it's like you better utilize Keith Lee the right way. Then you of course, you know, WWE released a lot of wrestlers like Dexter Loomis, Dakota Kai, some nameless ones. But they would be great additions to AEW, especially Dakota Kai. I believe Dakota Kai was one of the best talents in NXT and she never got the push. So I think her going to AEW is a big thing for her career and a huge loss for WWE. But you know how WWE is. They release a bunch of wrestlers they don't need to save money. So that way, whatever money they save, they can use it to attract more streaming services or pay their veteran talent to get them to stay. 
or if they got some young talent from New Japan Pro Wrestling or AEW, they will offer them big money just to stay. So WWE already know what they're going to do. I just feel like AEW is on that verge. Of course, you saw the interview by Ember Moon and her creative frustrations. That's the main WWE problem, their creative team. Vince is going to be Vince. Okay, he may be old and out of touch, but at the end of the day, he's a billionaire for a reason. WWE has lasted as long as they did for a reason. Even with a horrible creative team, they're, they're still surviving. I mean, yeah, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT is not what it used to be, but in the end of the day, they're still showing up on their biggest pay-per-views. Yeah, Royal Rumble was a dud, but they showed up at WrestleMania. And yeah, they got the dud pay-per-views at WrestleMania Backlash, but the main ones, Survivor Series, SummerSlam, you know they're going to put a show on that. And of course, when they do the Super Showdown, when they go overseas, because they make more money over there. So it's like, I just wonder what AEW is doing. And for WWE, eventually, I believe that Vince is going to retire or sell the company. Because if Steph, because if Steph needs a problem like some other wrestlers alluded to be in a creative team, that's going to be a problem. I mean, Triple H is pretty much rendered useless because he has a defibrillator in his chest. So there's only so much he can do. I mean, you got Shawn Michaels there. And plus, I'm a plus, even though I believe WWE is going to sell in the future. I think he's trying to hold as long as he can because he knows if that gets sold for the right price, whoever owns it, they're going to fire that creative team. They're going to listen to the talent. They're going to listen to the fans. If they have to fire an entire creative team to get the wrestlers more freedom, what they say, they will do that. If they need to install insurance plans and change the work schedules for the talent, they will do that. So I damn sure think WWE brass is scared of that. But you never know. I always say money talks. So Vince may say, you know what? I love this company. I'm not selling it. But I guarantee you for the right price, he'll sell it, stay at home, be with Linda and play with his grandkids for the rest of his natural life. But who knows? But AEW, I hate to see a young company trajectory going up. Where if they keep doing the way it's doing, it's going to slowly go down. You're going to perish. And WWE is going to be licking their chops just like they did with WCW. Just like they did with ECW. Now, I'm glad WWE didn't purchase Ring of Honor. Because they would have released those wrestlers in a heartbeat. They would have paid them their royalties. By putting their, putting their Ring of Honor on WWE Network. But it's like, I'm glad he didn't purchase it. And also, let's get the cry back. I didn't want to bring him up, but he's part of the creative frustration. Now, if you don't know Cryback, he was Skip Sheffield. He was in the NXT. He's with that group that invaded Raw, destroyed the set. Then he went to Ryback. Now he get a great push as Ryback. He had the crowd chanting "Feed me more." 
He was in great championship matches. He had a nice little rivalry with CM Punk. Then he got released. So now over the past few years, he's been screaming at WWE. Like they're the biggest reason for his failures. That they're prohibiting him from getting money. Then we saw his recent tweets. He talked about Vince. He talked about how his mother, who passed away, was a whore. Uh, shout outs to the McMahon family and what they're going through, especially Vince. It's like, that was a disgusting comment. You know, if you want to call Vince McMahon old, out of touch, he needs to retire, okay, that's fine because you think he's so senile that he's driving away his talent. Okay, it's one thing, but now you're just crossing the line. Okay, you claim WWE is destroying your brand. You're basically destroying your own brand right now. So it's like, what exactly do you think? And usually WWE forgives and forget. Because hell, WWE had a huge problem with Ultimate Warrior. But they put everything aside. And Ultimate Warrior was allowed back. He's in WWE Hall of Fame. And unfortunately, he passed away. But they named the Warrior Award. Which is basically their humanitarian award. Okay? Even though WWE has huge beef with CM Punk and vice versa. I guarantee you. CM Punk will probably get a shot back in WWE before Ryback ever will. So Ryback, if you're listening, calm down, relax, and if you got some, if you got the tea on WWE, to spill the tea in a positive way. Don't do this because it's wrong and disgusting. You're like a big vindictive crybaby. That vindictive ex. That's exactly what you sound like. And Ryback, that's all I have to say about you, man. Now, if you agree with me or disagree with me about the creative frustrations, hit me up on my Twitter. Hit me on my Snapchat. You know how it goes. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Spread love and positivity. Never let society dictate how you should think or feel. I am is out.